Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. Pop the top on the old jacuzzi A rain or sunshine, we're not too choosy Daytime, nighttime, we're always home When you drop on by on your mobile phone To hot tub beers Amber's ales and lagers Hot tub beers Slip on into the water Take one down, pass it around We're tasting micro-brews from Texas towns Stouts and pilsners, boxing weeds We're having hot tub beers Just my friends and me Welcome back to Hot Tub Beer. So we are uh, sitting in the hot tub. Jake, we're we're with me and Jake. Yes, obviously. Uh, we're about to have a little bit of a clean the fridge episode. Uh, Jake came over and brought some of the stuff. Um, this was out of the corner of the Thistle Draft Shop fridge, correct? Actually, yeah. I was about to say, clean the fridge is not a good way of saying that because all of these are all fresh beers. Not a single one of these are out of date. Well, I say that. I want to I say that one lightly. But these are all fresh. I just have so many samples that I thought instead of <laughs> nice. instead of us going wild every week like we I normally do yeah. uh, without a microphone, we're going to do it with the microphone this okay, time. Okay, nice. Nice. So, he, he brought three beers. We're going to start with... I, I brought like 20 beers and we're picking the first three. <laughs> picking the first three. Correct. So this is the first installment yes. of the uh, Clear the Samples episode. And I'm actually pretty stoked about this one right here. El Segundo's Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Lager. Yes, because the, the, the Broken Skull IPA we, we had, and I was hesitant about trying it for a while, mm-hmm. right? And so what's going through my head on that is you got a guy from Victoria, Texas. Who teamed up with a California brewery mm-hmm. to produce an IPA? And I'm thinking, there's this is just weird in and of itself, right? Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely Texas. California is not Texas. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, they're coming over here. If they make good beer, does it really matter? No, and that's why that's where I broke down and I tried. <laughs> the El Segundo Broke a Skull IPA because I thought, you know what, beer is beer. I'll shake hands with our friends from uh, California metaphorically through this drinking this beer. It was really good. I was surprised. Like, yeah. really good. So, I am excited about having this as well, right? So, do you, do you know if there's any breweries in Victoria, Texas right now? Ooh. I actually haven't even done the research on that. I used to drive to Victoria all the time. I... Uh, one of my suppliers was a farmer out there, and and it's such a far drive in a unique little town. I can't imagine there would be too many breweries there. I wouldn't. I don't. I have no idea. You know, if I told you, I'd be lying. So I don't. I don't know whether there is a brewery there or not. But if there's a brewery there, you can hear Betty. Betty, take it easy, Betty. I don't know if Betty's telling us that there is a brewery. Betty, do you have knowledge of breweries in Victoria? Speak now. I guess no. I guess no. I guess she's quiet. She was she was speaking. Now she has nothing to say. You know what? Um, hitting the search function right now. Are you? Okay. What are you finding? 
Uh, no, I see none. It looks like the closest brewery is in Sweet Home, Texas. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. Sweet Home was just the biggest name. It's Spetzel Brewery. The closest brewery looks like it's it's Shiner. The closest brewery to Victoria Shiner. That's what it looks like. Oh, and O'Neill's down in Alamo Beach. Oh, I don't even know where that's at. Lavaca Bay, Lava. Oh, Port Lavaca. Port Lavaca, yeah, in Chocolate Bay, that area. There's okay. an O'Neill's and Sons Brewing Company. That's the okay, so that's that is. I wonder if Stone Cold. I wonder if Stone Cold uh, grew up drinking Shiner. I don't know if he's near Spetzel Brewery. I mean, he's got to. I'm going to go ahead and say he did. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Stone Cold Steve Austin drank Shiner beer. So he lives in Victoria. That's where he's from. Oh, that's where he's from. Correct. That's I don't know so that unique. he lives there anymore. Yeah, I don't know that he lives there anymore, but that's where he's from, right? So I'm gonna, we're going to drink this beer. It is, I like what it said on it, right? Okay. This beer is the ultimate reward for a hard day's work. Brewed with the best American-grown barley, hops, broken skull, American lager. Goes down as easy as a three-day weekend. Cheers to those who are out there earning it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, we're out there earning it, so you know I what? Think we are. Cheers to us. So this one is interesting. So it launched in Houston last week, I think. So it it just launched. It just launched. Oh, this beer did. And from what I understand, and I don't want to say it too loudly, but I will. But I guess, uh, especially when you're doing big productions, yeah, they uh they they contracted part of the production production out to another brewery, and so. Half of the production was at El Segundo, and the other half was at this other brewery. What other like, brewery do you know? I don't know, and they probably it's it, it's not really a big deal as long as you do the recipe right. But I guess the um, the canning on one of the breweries was off, and so there were seal issues on half of the beers uh, that oh, came to Houston because no. apparently it was mixed too. So they just kind of threw it all together and like so it was a grab bag. They had to go through and and. Uh, uh, a few individuals had to go through and check the bottom of every can to see the different stamp on it to see which brewery it was so they could oh, send the, the, the what fun. a horrible job yeah pick Thanks. up each can and look at the bottom to make sure that that's the one that's sealed right on the bright side at least chad got paid while he was doing it oh chad <laughs> chad had chad was one of the ones I, I don't know if he actually had a sorted it or not it was probably just we're gonna Zach. say he did way to go chad yeah chad's a beast he's he's a beast at sorting Oh, no, just a beer. Just a beer in general. Have we had him on? We have not. In fact, I texted him this morning, and he did not He did not reply. Okay, that's probably because I'm going to spend all week with him, and he probably doesn't want to spend another day with me. Ah, so it's your fault. Probably. Son of a bitch. So I, I, I'm just going to kind of dive into the beer a little bit. Yeah, go it's, for it. Uh, that's a sexy looking beer, dude. It is. It's beautiful. It's it's. My gosh, now you say that, it's like the iconic, like, German Stein uh, glass full of beer color. Like that, it is. Like, it really super is. Super iconic color, super clear. Um, it's got, I love the sweetness on it. Um, it's not sweet, like sugar sweet, but it's like malty sweet, bready sweet, without being bready and, and overly malty. It's got that, it's got a little bit of that corn sweetness to me. There you go. It, 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 it has it in there, which is, I guess, becoming a, like, well, not becoming. It is a staple of American lagers. Yeah. Well, uh, rice and corn are, are very commonly brewed with, with uh, yeah. beer, especially down in Texas. I mean, that's kind of like 
a thing. Well, it's a good way to get your ABV where you want to eat, want it. It's a good way to get the body into the beer, and mm. it just it doesn't add any extra flavors. It it still uh, leaves the beer there. It you know I I think it leaves just a little bit, just like the like you you can tell it's there if it's brewed right, like it's there, but it's it's an acceptable amount. Okay, but also corn is so readily available down here. Like if you're not careful, corn just grows in the middle of your yard. You're like, all right, well, gotta cut you down <laughs> <laughs> and brew with you. And brew with you. It's a, uh, it's it, fantastic. It's it crisp. Is fantastic. It's clean. It uh, is. It's really good. In fact, I'm going to pour myself some more. It's uh, it it is one of those ones where, after a long day of work, you want to come home and drink this beer on the back porch. You want to get in the pool and drink this beer. You maybe want to sit in the hot tub in the afternoon with this beer. Yeah, I agree. Good job, El Segundo. Good so, job, Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin, and good job, Texas. I would be I would be very <laughs> interested in that story. So, Stone Cold, if you ever get a hold of this uh, podcast episode, and I'm going to tag the hell out of you when we release it, right? And um, yeah, you need to get in the hot tub. You need to tell us the story of why there's not a brewery in Victoria producing your beer, why you're partnering up with a California brewery, um, but also how did this California brewery nail Texas palates? Yeah, everything that they're doing in California out of El Segundo with this beer, it's it hits with the Texas audience. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, it's good beer too. You just yes. it's just it's good beer, and I think that is Texas audience. <laughs> it is. I would say like that. So the the IPA that was there, it wasn't really. It didn't feel like a West Coast IPA. It just no. felt like. An American, American IPA. Yeah. It wasn't anything crazy off the wall. So either end of the spectrum of East Coast versus West Coast. Um, I don't remember it being like a third coast IPA. I just remember it being <laughs> just a solid, well-hopped, good flavor beer. And so and, and this one seems like the, the same way. This is just a really good, solid example of an American lager. Um, I'm going to go ahead and rate it. Right. So Stone Cold. Go ham. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna preach the uh, hot tub gospel here instead of uh, Austin three sixteen. We're gonna have hot tub three sixteen. Hot tub three sixteen says this beer is a three point nine eight seven six four two. Oh, this is this is a great great start to a session. I I'm gonna have to agree with you. Um, just good job. Um, I. I'm a little torn up about what I want to rate this. So originally I was, uh, I was going to be, these have been out of the cooler for gosh, the time that it took me to drive over here, shove two kolaches in my mouth and sit down in the tub after a mic check. Um, I thought it wasn't going to be cold enough yeah. for the style. Honestly, it's still fantastic after it's warming up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's good. It's crisp. It's clean. Uh, it's got enough body in it where it kind of keeps you feeling satisfied it uh, does i'm just gonna go 3.8 uh pleasantly surprised with how freaking delicious this is it really is I, I will agree with you great call man way to start the session way yeah. to way to hit it out of the park with the first of the clear the samples episode um so we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we've got some Houston breweries uh, that are going to be mixed in in here as well. So when we come back, we're going to come back to a 
reincarnation of an old beer from Backpew in honor of the Houston Rodeo, which is going on right now. A little mutton busting. Mutton busting. Hot tub beer fans, are you looking to buy, sell, or lease a home with or without a hot tub? Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor, is who you need to call to help with all your real estate needs. Hugh knows hops and Hugh knows houses. That's txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. All right, so we're back. Uh, Right now going on in Houston, just down the road from where we're at right now, uh, is the Houston Lifestyle Show and Rodeo. This is, if you're not from Houston... It's the world's largest rodeo. It is. It is a ridiculous Houston cultural event. Have you have you been down to the rodeo? Oh yeah, but not this year. Not this year. Yeah, I almost did, but at the end of it, it's like um, time. Time is hard to get these days. Yes, but yeah, if, if you're listening to this and you don't know what the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is, or you've not been. It's a must. It's a must. Get there early. Do the fair. Get the the deep fried everything. I don't even know what they do anymore. It's like Oreos was the big one. And then I've had moon pies and all sorts of stuff. I think I had a Twix bar once. You know, I was talking to Derek uh, from Brainwave last night, and he said he smoked Oreos wrapped in bacon. Mm-hmm. Did you did you have that when he had it? No, but that's very Derek. That's uh, that was, I told him like he's supposed to come over and be in the hot tub once his foot is fixed. Maybe his Two foot weeks. will be fixed by the time this is episode airs. I don't know, but uh, he's gonna bring food. Good. Yeah, well, uh, I actually spoke to him this morning. He was a little too. Um, feeling it from last night to to come come through, but uh, he said he's gonna smoke smoke a whole brisket and we'll do brisket tacos with beer in the morning. And the one thing I have to say, if you don't know anything about Derek and Brainwave Brewing, his brisket is hands down one of the best briskets I've ever had in my life. That seems to be like this, this thing that's popping up more and more often. You got to, was it that there's a guy, oh gosh, I can't think of his name right now. I fear no beer is his Instagram handle. Okay. But he does, he does a podcast with beer and, true crime in but does he Houston. do it in a hot tub he does not do it in a hot tub no oh, no, no. That, that is where uh he's gonna get a strike against him um <laughs> but he also has this heckle and deckle pop-up barbecue company really yeah and i think they go out over to misfit and and do a lot of barbecuing out at misfit wow so uh, all that was to get back to back pews mutton busting mutton so back bust. pew is a brewery up in uh I'd be Northeast Houston area over near Kingwood, uh, Porter, Texas is going to be the actual town that the, the brewery is in, in a, uh, old church is where they get their name. Uh, used to have a big line of sinners versus saints. And I think some of those beers still exist. Uh, but they've gotten a little bit more eccentric with their beers as they've grown as a brewery. Um, and this is one now I, I tease this on the last segment and tease it as a reincarnation of an old beer because what we're drinking now is a strawberry Kolsch. Yes. Mutton Bustin was not always a strawberry Kolsch. No, it was not. Mutton Bustin was a hoppy Hefeweizen. It was a hoppy Hefeweizen? Yeah, I think it was a dry hopped Lucy. 
Oh, I didn't realize that. I just thought it was a wheat wheat IPA, like a IPA with a base malt of of wheat, but yeah. they didn't use uh, hefeweizen yeast. But yeah. the, you're saying that they did. Like it was just their Lucy that was dry hopped. I think so. Yeah. Interesting. At least that's what their new rep told me, and um, that's in the top of my mind. So I hope I'm not wrong. What's the name of the new rep? Let's go ahead and call him out. I think you just called me out. You're their new rep. No, I, I think you just called me out on not knowing his name. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a great guy. I, I've only just met him uh, twice, okay. which is not long enough for me to remember a name. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, so uh, mutton busting. Have you ever <sighs> mutton bust? I have not. I have not. I've, I've watched it several times. It is always on the news uh, during this time of year. They go and they show the kid that hung on to the sheep the longest. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's basically these kids hang on to a sheep and just hold on for dear life. It's like, um, it's like bull riding for youngsters. Yes. That's, that's, that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Actually, my cousin was just in town yesterday and I'm pretty sure quite a few of them did mutton busting, but the one that was in town yesterday was actually a professional bull rider. Oh, really? Ran around the city and say a city ran around all over the States and, and rode bulls, and then that is crazy. And then, of course, his girlfriend got pregnant, wife got pregnant. And uh, that was uh, that was that that career path ended very quickly. Nah, well, <laughs> to the best of us. Yeah. The, so the, the, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say the beard, the, the color on it is it's like this peachy strawberry blondie color. Yes. The, there's absolutely no doubt there's strawberry in this beer. Right. Uh, when you see it on the can, but when you pour it, uh, you know, all doubt is eliminated. There is adjuncts in this beer to make it that red, ruby, peachy color um, that's in there. Um, it, it looks like a beautiful beer. It's clean on the nose. A lot of strawberry on the nose, um, but not much else. I don't know. I find it to be a little more hop forward than I was expecting. I can see that. I can see that. I don't. Uh, yeah. The strawberry on the flavor, the strawberry doesn't pop out as much as it does on the nose. Yeah. On the, on the flavor, the, the hops pop out more than the strawberry, um, which, which is perfectly acceptable back to you. You have our blessing with that. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I mean, yeah. Speaking of, we did talk about, we need to get like hot tub beer approved stickers. Oh yeah. Kind of like FDA, but hot tub beer is just correct. HTB approved. HTB approved. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I'm starting to, I, I have to use acronyms for everything because I can't always spell out Thistle Draft Shop, The Blind Fidge, Hot Tub Beer. So every text I send out is like TDS, TBF, HTB. And like, that's, that's how I commute. I know you were confusing me this morning. You're going to have to catch up with the lingo, man. I Yeah, you millennials and your acronyms. We are non-stoppable. Non-stoppable. I mean, like, look, when you have to talk about moving something from Thistle Draft Shop to the Blind Finch, but you have to fit hot tub beers in between it, that's a lot uh, of stuff to type. And it's either it you call type. or you make an acronym. And it's it, to me, it's better than the... O-M-F-G and I-Y-K-N-Y, whatever, and all of that stuff. It's just like three letters. Yeah. Yeah, three letters, you know. It's purely function. It's just like, I I need to move quicker. What do you think about this? It's pretty good. Um, I did not expect that much strawberry on it. When I was first described this version of the beer, I was told it's not very strawberry and I'm going to have to disagree. It's very strawberry. 
is is this a mutton busting beer? Is this a beer that you drink at the rodeo while you're watching mutton busting? <laughs> is this is this the beer you give to your kids before they <laughs> grab onto a sheep and are thrown around a <laughs> here you go, boy, get jacked up on some mutton busting a rodeo, before you go bust some mutton. Yeah, you got a hundred people watching you. <laughs> oh, that's very uh, country. It, it is. I, th- I, that is part of what's fun about this type of year. Is like okay, so you meet people from other states. They think we like ride ride to school on our horses and things of that nature, right? The stereotypes really pop out when you leave Texas of what they think is actually going on here. And it's really not like that until the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo comes to town. I have to disagree. I think it just depends on which part of the city you're in. Cause like the, you think well, so? Oh, hold on. I'll take the back. The riding the horse to school. I don't think they're allowed in Houston. Like that was like kind of put in there, but a lot of the surrounding smaller towns, it's they, they have a, Gosh, what school was that? They did it every year, though. They every year, uh, I'm sorry, once a year, everybody would ride their horse to school really? or some. Yeah, and there's other small town ones that'll do like tractors and other stuff. Well, but, you, but you're talking pretty small schools here. Well, this is, this is also a time of year where you have those uh, trail rides. Oh yeah, you know that's a funny one. My uh, my wine rep just moved from Louisiana. She ain't been here a whole year, uh-huh. and so uh, get a phone call with her trying to work out some stuff. And all of a sudden, I just hear her go, "What the hell? There's a <laughs> bunch of horses on the road." I'm like, "What road are you?" She's like, "Oh, I'm on 290 or something." It's like, "Yeah, that's that's the trail ride." Like, <laughs> what do you what do you mean? What is that? It's it's a trail yeah, ride. They're going normal. to the rodeo, and <laughs> y'all do what? <laughs> That is a that is a big thing. It is. It's it's gotten a little bit less big as I've gotten older. I remember being younger. I remember being living in Huntsville and and like knowing kids whose families that was their deal. Yeah, like it, it was. It was more about the trail ride than going to the rodeo. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. Well, it's not a. It's not a two to three hour journey. I mean, oh, no, it's, no, no, no. This it's is a like whole a week. thing. Yeah, this is you're gonna ride all the way there. Yeah, down like 105 and 45 and 290. Mm-hmm. All these roads that are coming into town. Now, this beer would it go on a trail ride? Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I do. I don't know. I'm gonna be a little bit more critical of this beer. I'm 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 gonna say right now, like I'm not a huge fan. It's not bad, but it's not something I'm gonna keep going back to. The thing that gets me is the amount of bitterness at the end. I don't know if I love it or if it's too much. It's a Kolsch style is hard to hit in the beginning to me. I've found very few Kolsches that I really enjoy. Um the Fru Kolsch is probably the one Kolsch that I would like Ooh. geek out over, but Fru I don't even know if so that's good. fair because right? that was <laughs> like the Kolsch. Yes. But this one, I, I, I'm going to really agree with you what you said about the stuff on the, the bitterness on the back end. It's, it's there. It almost kind of, there's this waxy note to it that okay. covers my tongue on the back end of it. I'm not a huge fan of it. I can tell the flavors are there, but I would almost like to have seen this be a strawberry lager or a strawberry pilsner. And to me, that would hit a little bit more with, excuse me, these trail rides going into the rodeo. Yeah. I, I can picture that waking up in the morning, popping a strawberry lager and getting on my horse and riding down. You know, I just when you when you say on the trail ride, I just I can't imagine there's a lot of IPAs on the trail ride. I imagine it's all pretty light lager, yes. light blonde style beers. And I think that honestly, I think this would go better with a, a bagel with butter on it. 
I think I think that would go really, really, really nicely. This and a bagel with butter? A bagel with butter. A plain bagel. What about cream cheese? Toasted and butter. No, I wouldn't do cream cheese. No cream, cream cheese. Cream cheese, you're gonna get so much of that bitterness standing out with the with the cream, but just the just the pure unadulterated fat of of the butter, just lightly toasted bread. I think I think that would go really great together. That's also how people are describing my figure nowadays. Fat, pure, unadulterated fat. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Hey, man. I was showing off my muscles today on the live. I don't know if you noticed. I did. Yeah. I did. When you were going to climb Mount Everest. <laughs> climb Mount James. I'm pretty, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure James was impressed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I could feel it through the uh, Instagram live. Talk about a guy that can move half barrels of beer without even trying. Like, he just kind of like looks at it and moves for him. That's how big he is. Yeah. I have to actually touch it to move it. Which is going to put me at a disadvantage. That's usually what my girlfriend says, too. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. So, I'm going to let you go ahead and rate it first. Because I'm still kind of thinking. Because I'm really not sure where I'm at. And I'm going to force you to think quicker than I do. Uh, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to go 2.8. Uh, I love Bobby. I love his beers. Um, I think this one... I think this one would do better if you... if if. It was twisted just a little bit and veer away from the Kolsch and go more along the lines of, uh, like you said, a lager or a blonde, um, you know, get more of a dedicated. I don't know. It just it just doesn't feel fully synergistic. Agreed. Um, but also, you can't just go around doing strawberry blondes because then you're going to look like Southern Star and Southern Star strawberry blonde is delicious. It is. But I do think it should have gone lager. But overall, it's good. There's strawberry. There's bitterness. There's beer. It's good. I mean, and I'm gonna agree with you. It's not a. It's 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 not bad. But I'm gonna go two point five nine repeating, and 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 that's not the nine repeating. It's like five nine five nine five nine five nine over and over and over again. Five nine five nine five nine. Yeah, like the line, the repeating line yeah. is over the five and the nine, not, not just, just the, nine. the nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where I want to be with this beer. Makes sense. You should have been a math teacher. Uh, I. I should have been. This um, is what this line means. Well, I've had children with a math teacher. I don't know if that counts. Um, are you, is that how are osmosis you, works? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how osmosis works. Uh, uh, we are glad you are not a biology teacher. <laughs> it is. Uh, it, it, it's it's a good beer, but I would agree with you as well. Like the the beer behind that strawberry needs to. I don't know, be a little bit more lighter bodied, a little bit less hoppy, a little bit more like the hops and the, the strawberry. I think synergistic, I guess, was the best way that you described it. That hit for me. Right. The hops and the strawberry did. They weren't really shaking hands. Mm -hmm. They may have been dancing in the same room, but they weren't dancing together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so. And it may have even been the same song. Somebody was doing the Roomba and somebody was doing the tango. Correct. Exactly. You can't do that. Exactly. Yeah, no, totally different dances. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. So on that note, <laughs> we're going to a beer uh, when we come back from Fair State Brewing called A Heated Agreement. Ooh, that sounds like us. Ooh. Are you looking for a house with a hot tub so you can be just like us? If so, you need to call Hugh Hype, the Texas beer realtor. He's a craft beer fan looking to help out his fellow hopheads any way he can with their real estate needs. That's Hugh Hype, txbeerrealtor.com or 
281-939-8182. So welcome back to Hot Tub Beers, where we are still uh, cleaning out the sample corner of the fridge. Oh, this is yours. Sorry. Um, we we got a beer from Fair State Brewing Cooperative in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, Twin Cities, isn't that what they're called? I'm going to say I think yes. so. Yeah, yeah. I think they are the Twin Cities. Uh, 8.4% alcohol by volume. Uh, this does contain wheat. So it is a double IPA with Idaho 7 mosaic and thialized yeast. So you looked that up. You said it's a yeast that's designed to be more active against the components in the malt. I'm assuming the sugars in the malt and release more fruit aromas. Now on here, it says mango, passion fruit, hit of dankness. That's going to come from this stylized yeast that's specially designed to attack the malt. Yeah, I wish I... Better? No. Okay, so I, I wish I had a little bit more time on this one before we started. Um, thialized yeast. So I... <sighs> I've I've read about it before, but not with great sincerity, if that makes sense. And so I guess hops have thiols, and that refers to the aromas, the esters. Okay. Right. And I'm I'm gonna kind of hopefully not skew this as I go on because I have not studied this. Uh, but thiols are highly aroma active compounds derived from hops. Uh, they can give intense fruity flavor to predominantly dry hopped beers. And so I think with a thialized yeast, I don't know if they've added thial thials to the yeast or if the yeast is helping the thialization of the hops, the the bringing out thials, or are they adding thials to the yeast so that when they do it, you know, like we need to do some research on this. I wish I had more time, but I will come back to you with another episode about <laughs> thials. I, I, so either way, as soon as you pour this beer, Ooh. you really did not have to get close to it to get the nose on it. Like there was just a blast of citrus aroma coming off that beer from the very beginning. Lots of mango, lots of orange, lots of citrus coming off of it from the very beginning. Now, incredible head retention on this beer. Uh, this is definitely a hazy, but it says it has uh, wheat in it, which I'm assuming a lot of where that haze is going to come from. Um because it does not look like there's any floaties in there. It just looks like a hazy beer. Now, have you tasted it yet? I have, and it's a little wild. Okay. I'm going to... It's a little wild, man. I was not expecting the punch that it gave. It's... Okay. It really comes after you. Oh, it does come after you. I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I really appreciate that this is not a normal ipa it is okay that's 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 a very good thing to say this is there's no way in the world this is a normal ipa this is this is not in any way normal correct it does taste very bitter but there are some things in there that like i don't get as much bitter as as i think you said that like you're getting like a lot of bitterness. Right. I get so much fruit and and grass and. Do you feel like I, the yeast and the hops are in a heated agreement right now? I do. I do, and it's it's. This is just one of those those IPAs where I really I want everybody to try it and want to see what they think about it. Right. But for two, all of the people saying. 
I don't like IPAs. I feel like this is a fantastic place to start. I do because this is not this is not what their mind of an IPA is. And it's I would agree with so you there. different. It's so unique. I it mean, is very yeasty. Really? To me, it is very yeasty. There's I'm almost getting a mouthful of yeast. The the nose on the beer to me is better than the flavor of the beer. It's it's I don't hmm. My palate is not in a heated agreement with this beer. <laughs> I'm going to say that. It's not a heated disagreement. Well, I thought we were going to be having a heated agreement right now, but it looks like we're not. I did, yeah, we're going to we're going to disagree. I don't know that we're going to heatedly disagree, but I don't This beer is not it's not doing it for me. You know what I do love? What so, do you love? Mosaic hops give me a lot a lot of guava, uh, which I've really kind of not enjoyed recently in the last six months or so just that amount of guava that it, it, it always gave me was too much but this has idaho seven and mosaic and so to me idaho seven is typically very earthy it's really got this really kind of nice yeah. earthiness to it kind of grassy um with just idaho seven and mosaic in this with thialized yeast my goodness i didn't know this these hops could produce this much fruit like like this much without it being gritty see i'm getting a lot of like onion off of the mosaic really yes and maybe maybe just because my palate is uh i don't know i love onion not normal see i'm not a huge onion fan i like i like grilled onions but i don't i'm I'm not a huge fan of raw onions i threw giant like big four onions into my crawfish bowl yesterday and just uh, let it go wild. Yeah. And when I pulled it apart, it was so well cooked and spicy. Good, and it was freaking gorgeous. That was my favorite food yesterday. Was it? I mean, it was a, a whole onion. <laughs> a whole onion, four stadium hot dogs, and like 15 pieces of crawfish. And the whole onion was my favorite. That's all I ate yesterday. Nice. <laughs> That's some quality nutrition there, Jake. It is. I had about... 15 to 20 beers and you know what and an onion i remember that somebody bought me a lemon drop so i had my uh my vitamin c oh look at you yeah well balanced really well balanced yeah, yeah there you go good for so, you if, i'm uh, glad to see that you're in a heated agreement with your health i am yeah i am we all should be as <laughs> the struggle bus has been today i'm glad that we agree on something yes no i i i kind of am a little disappointed that this doesn't blow you away the way it blows me away. Okay. Just because there's so much uniqueness to what this is. Like I've had Idaho seven and mosaic blends yeah. before and they've always came out. Okay. But the way this comes out is so, I hate to say aggressive, but so robust. It is extremely robust. It is extremely unexpected and it's different. It's new. It's cool. It, it is different. It is new. Um, I, I'll even say it's cool. It, it, there is a different perspective on an IPA here that's different than anything that I've ever had. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say that out loud. Um, that thialized yeast to me seems to bring forward though it, it, it hits more in the nose than it does anything else. Like you open that can and you're hit with a wall of fruit, yeah. um, which is not a bad thing. Like I was pleasant. Like when we first opened it, I was kind of excited, right? Um, but those hop flavors are kind of giving me this oniony background on a citrus beer. And I, I've had beers with mosaic in them before that 
I thought were great beers that didn't give off that overly onion flavor or that that onion flavor almost oddly fit into that beer. I would probably say uh, Topping Goliath, uh, their mosaic. Which one is that? Uh, Pompeii. Oh, yeah. uh, is is a uh, an example of that to where it's done with mosaic to where those all those flavors of mosaic come out but all those flavors of mosaic fit yeah. into that beer um, to me this beer is they're all in a heated agreement with themselves I just don't know if I agree with what they're agreeing on I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll rate it go for it let's do it I'm gonna go two point two repeating okay. So more than more than halfway, right? I, I I I can see the quality here. I can see the value in this beer. Um, I can see giving this to somebody who says they don't like IPAs and allowing them to try this to give them a different take of what an IPA could be. Because I, I I am in a heated agreement with you on that. Like anybody who comes in and says I don't like this style of beer hasn't had the different variations of that style of beer. Uh, they've had a very limited look at that style of beer and probably need to be, have their palate expanded into something a little bit more. Yeah. Um, this would do that for some people. For me, no. I'm at the 2.2 repeating. Okay. What do you think? Um, I'm definitely going higher. Surprise. I think more than anything that this is just exciting. It's, okay. it's so exciting that uh, – Beer has been around for recorded like close to 5,000 years. You know what I mean? Like it's been around for quite a long time. It's about four to 5,000 years. Yeah. Literally, like we were talking about this earlier today. We're probably going to talk about this later today. Ancient Sumeria and uh, where Ninkasi was the mother brewer or, or the mother goddess. Yeah. Um, and to see where we come from this like soggy bread style of beer like super thick like you pretty much got a chew it style beer up to the point where we have innovations like this that are still coming where it's like hey we have hops but how do we take the same hop and make it different or better or newer or fresher and like to me when we do this this is just the start this is like we'll like if this never catches on that's fine but what we've learned right. from it is bigger than anything and so i i hate for my rating to reflect that excitement but that's okay i'm gonna go 3.25 it okay. is still a very good beer um Ooh, we're over a point off what do you mean i'm oh, over a, a point full point under you yeah. yeah it's got so much fruit characteristics i love that it's not a guava bomb um, I definitely get the passion fruit out of it but it's not overwhelming it's got great body tremendous color i mean the color is just phenomenal uh but more than anything i'm just excited to see where thylized yeast goes and, and 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 i will i will agree with you on that like i i love the experimentation i love the fact that they were brave enough to do that experimentation because that that's what a lot of these breweries need right they they need to experiment and sometimes it's going to be a home run sometimes it's gonna fall flat on its face um sometimes it's gonna do both uh to two different groups of people uh, and that's okay that's what that's what we need you know, as far as consumers go, that's what we want. We want a brewery that's willing to take some steps, uh, get out there and do something a little bit crazy. Um, and so, it, you know, even though we had a different, uh, we had a, 
you know, not a very heated disagreement, but a disagreement over uh, <laughs> the flavor of this heated agreement beer. Um, you know, hats off to Fair State for like trying something and getting it out there, getting into the hands of the consumer and seeing what is possible with beer. Um, and speaking what is possible with beer, we're going to end this segment uh, or excuse me, in this episode of the uh, clean out the samples episode with a beer from our friends and Katie. Okay, we're really going to bend some styles here when you mind your own business, Jake. Nice. All right, welcome back to the uh, the last segment of the Clean the Cooler episode, Clean the Cooler of Samples episode. So we have uh, from our friends at No Label, uh, friends of the show, Jacob and Boris, um, two reps for No Label who sat in the hot tub with us underneath the rice silos out there. Um, we have Mind Your Own Business Sour IPA. No, Mind um, Your Own Business. No, no, you mind your own business, Jake. We're about to have a heated disagreement <laughs> <laughs> after our heated disagreement over the heated argue agreement yeah. everything's heated today including the water um so sour ipa so this is a style that is kind of an experimental style but i'm seeing it pop up more all often in houston i know that uh, eighth wonder had a sour ipa called scandalous uh i uh, i killed a mini keg of that during the pandemic um it was pretty good um, I really enjoyed it. This one is going to be uh, one from No Label, 6% alcohol per volume. Does it say what hops are being used? No. Actually, on the nose, there's, there's, there's not any sour on the nose. I disagree. You disagree? A straight IPA on the nose to me. I get almost, what's the right smell? Is, is this acidity... That has like this raspberry forward acidity, if that makes sense. So not raspberry, but like the raspberry forward acidity. You know, that kind of like odd tart acidity that's very nice. I don't know quite what you mean until I tasted it. And then when I tasted it, I say, Sarah, that's uh... okay. I like this beer. Yeah. Yeah. Can I point out something though? You may. Right here on the can. On right. The can. Of mind your own business. Mind your own business. It's, it's, uh, it has the normal, uh, it has the address, 60 IBUs, 12 fluid ounces, 6% alcohol, and then this is where all the little stamps go. Okay. One's got a leaf that says it's made in Katy. They got the Go Texan stamp on it. They got the Please Recycle stamp, and then they got the um, Independent Craft Beer uh, Brewers Association stamp. You know what they need right next to that? Hot Tub Beer Approved stamp. Hot Tub Beer Approved stamp. Oh. And I, quite frankly... I don't even think they had to have to pay us for that. As long as we can keep it sacred, the stamp sacred, that only we can approve that stamp. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Yeah. I, I, you know what? It would do wonders for their sales. So, Tom, uh, we need to discuss uh, hot tub beer approved stamps yes. for your cans. Yeah, absolutely. I think we could really do a whole lot for your sales. I think we could get you a whole extra two cases of beer sold. Oh, that's that's a tall order. You think so? I was thinking like two or three six packs. Two or three six packs? I, I say our influence extends past six packs. <laughs> I'm going to go all the way to two cases. Two cases. Yeah. We think 24 people will buy an individual can. I'm sorry, <laughs> 48 people oh. will buy an individual can. Or we think two people will buy 24 cans. 
I, I, I would almost say uh, four four people are going to buy buy a 12-pack. Four people. You're going to buy two six-packs each. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's you. Have, we already established on this episode I'm not really good at math. You have more fans than I do, so I'm going to leave that one to you to make that pull. Well, Cat will buy a six-pack for sure. Thank you, Cat. Boris, Boris will sell the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You well, speaking of Boris, we went to a bingo with Mandy. Uh, oh, yeah, Witchies, yeah. Yes, that was that was so much fun. Okay, but here's what the deal was so the first first game that we played with him, he calls 069. 069. And so me and Mandy go, Oh, 69 in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> and he covers the microphone and goes, it's family friendly, Bingo. <laughs> and I started laughing. But I will say that it almost jinxed him because we, we, we played six cards. Okay. He called 069 on every single game. And you can't not go oh, 0-69. <laughs> and me and Mandy were the two nerds sitting in the front row just chuckling like little school <laughs> kids every time he said oh, 0-69. That's but so it was, fun. It was pretty funny. I miss bingo. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, just going there and hanging out. There was a little bit of a eclectic crew. There was the people that came that had played the week before that really enjoyed it. And they all brought a whole group of people. They won all the prizes. What were the prizes? Like 10 tackers and six packs oh, and things like that. Boris is doing a payout. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, is, yeah. I wasn't planning on doing a little ad in the middle of all this, but let's just go ahead and give him a, a free little spot. Go see Boris at Winchy Brothers, right? Yeah. He works for no label, but he's at Winchy Brothers doing events all the time now. Wednesday in March. And bingo. Okay. And so you said every Wednesday in March. Every Wednesday in March. He, he is there. Dedicated to getting Winchy Brothers popping. Yeah. And so get out there, get 10 tackers and hats and koozies and stickers. I have their stickers on my phone right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Not favoritism, just good stickers. Zero looks given. Zero looks given. <laughs> so get out there, man. Get Go see Boris, our cultural attache. Hmm. Correct. Um, I like it, it's it's almost like an overly hopped sour. There's a very juicy, very citrusy component to it. It's almost like the base IPA may have been a hazy, maybe been a very citrusy hazy. Um, but that souring to, to it, to me, that saves the beer. Yeah. Um, I like because I'm not a huge hazy fan. But when they soured it, oh my gosh, I really enjoy it. Hell yeah. I, I like that. Good job. Yeah. Nice. No, no label. Kicking ass on this beer. Um, I'll put our stamp on it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. No label. Um, if you would like to get in contact with us about the ability to put Hot Tub Approved on your labels, um, you may. Um, we will endorse it for this beer specifically. We are open to other beers, uh, but we're going to need a Hot Tub Approved uh, well, they'll need tasting. Yeah, they'll be needed to go through a review process. The, yes, this there is, is a review process. This is peer reviewed. This is this is a strict study. Is correct. Yeah, we I mean, don't want to take it seriously. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we take we take it seriously here on hot tub beers. If we're going to approve your beer for consumption of our audience, yes, um, it needs to go through a strict process, and it needs to be unanimous. Yes, it unanimous. can't have it can't have Tim's approval and not mine, and it can't have mine correct. and not Tim's. Agreed. Agreed. This must be a dual. Unanimous approval. A dual unanimous. You know how you're just making shit up. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, that's kind of the premise of the show, is it not? Just making shit up. Just making shit up. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've already established that if we say it on the podcast, it's true. I mean, well, that's true. Yeah, well, see? Yeah. Yeah. I heard it on the internet. Well, I will hear it on the internet. I read it on the internet. Oh. How does that make you feel? Like this afternoon is getting very long. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. And we got a couple more beers to drink, um, but not for this episode. So for this episode, this will close out this episode. Um, you know what? I'm going to give it three, seven, five, six, five, four, three. Okay. I, I, I like this beer. This is refreshing it's sour but it doesn't clench the jaw it's just got good acidity good flavoring to it um and the hot profile really fits with what they were trying to do with this beer i I think it all really fits together i think where we've tried some beers that may not have had the ingredients dancing with each other i feel like these guys not only are dancing with each other they're like line dancing with each other and they're all in in sync with each other yeah I can see that. I can see that. I'm going to go uh, 3.69 because, oh, 69. Good call. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's honestly, it's fantastic. I'm I'm not a huge sour IPA fan uh, in general just because a lot kind of get this really back to the throat acidity that's not so pleasant. But uh, overall, this is this is good. It this is, is good. very good. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Fruit is... is uh, the fruit notes is very tropical, very like loungy outside summery. Uh, the acidity, the the actual uh, sourness of this is pleasant and approachable. It's not aggressive. Uh, yeah, three point six nine for you, there we Boris. Go. Oh, 69. Thank you, Boris. Uh, Thank you, Jake, for uh, cleaning out the Thistle Draft Shop uh, samples cooler, uh, bringing us something to try. Kind of a unique episode here today. Uh, went through a lot of uh, really cool, really interesting beers. Some we agreed with, some we disagreed on, <laughs> but none of them completely sucked. So if you like what you're hearing, please make sure that you're liking, subscribing, rating us at a 5.0, because if you don't, you're a coward. You coward. Make sure that you are uh, following us on Instagram. Make sure that you're sending our posts to all your other friends that are on the InstaWeb to make sure that they know about us. There's also a link tree in our bio to where you can find us on any podcatcher that you listen to, along with a link to support us and keep the hot tub warm. You can keep the hot tub warm for as little as 99 cents a month for as much as $69 a month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, $69 a month. Thank you very much for listening, guys. And until next time, enjoy your hot tub beers. Cheers. Cheers. Hot tub beers slip on into the water. Hot tub beers, embers, ales, and lagers. Take one down. It around the taste of micro brews, Texas towns, stouts, pilsners, box and weeks, having hot tub beers, just my friends and me.